Hey, hey, people. This is Atme Senior Producer Chris Nelson, and we here at Atme want to give you a shout-out to the central workers of the nonprofit organization Alaska Seeds of Change. They grow everything from lettuce to dill to bok choy, all done hydroponically. Pretty crazy, right? Plants grown straight from water. Normally, there's got to be soil there. You ever seen lettuce grow from straight water? I haven't. Well, actually, I did because I got seed there once, but you probably haven't. Not only are they providing fresh, locally grown produce to local businesses in Anchorage, they also employ and empower youth, promoting self-reliance and community involvement. Sounds a lot like another organization I know. During the statewide hunker down, their core staff have been keeping their greenhouse running to continue providing fresh, leafy greens throughout the state. So from all of us at Alaska Teen Media Institute, and especially me because I enjoy botany, we thank you, Alaska Seed to Change. Also, probably wondering, hey, why does your voice sound weird, Crinolis? That's because I just woke up. That's right, I'm recording this in my bed, working from home. Welcome to the future. From Alaska Teen Media Institute, this is Podcast in Place, Youth Stories from Quarantine, a series about youth in Alaska during the COVID-19 pandemic. We're bringing you stories, interviews, and audio diaries from teenagers and young adults stuck indoors without anything else to do. I'm Apne Senior Producer Daisy Carter, recording this on my phone, in my room this time, since the main Apne studio is closed for the time being. Today we'll be hearing from Apne Producer Logan Smith. After a visitor to his apartment tested positive for coronavirus, Logan took the responsible step to get himself tested, an experience he calls very black market. Logan also talks about how his quarantine has affected his already introverted lifestyle, binging Stanley Kubrick movies and continuing to make content for his own podcast series. Here's Logan Smith, recorded in his apartment on May 13th, 2020. The thing about life back home is that it's, at least in my mind, profoundly bleak and lonely. Thankfully, I'm an introvert, so the joke's kind of on the coronavirus. That is, you know, if the coronavirus specifically tried to ruin my life, which, either way, I don't think it was. The only person present in my apartment right now is my roommate, and to be honest, he's not much of a conversationalist. Uh, one thing you may not know about me is I live in a two-bedroom apartment that is very cheap, partially because I have high-functioning autism, which basically meant I was just disabled enough to get, you know, disability housing, which, you know, it's something to think about. The price did recently go up last year due to the budget cuts and me being on leave from work right now, that didn't really help much. Uh, I will be back to work, but you know, uh, it'll be a couple months because of this whole quarantine situation. Uh, My SSI income, which is a federal income that, you know, because I'm autistic, it's not always easy to get a job. So the way it works is they give me uh, free money, essentially, that's what it is. Uh, Mostly because I'm disabled and on the off chance I can't get a job or a well-paying enough job, it it helps me out. Uh, It only helps so much, though. It's enough to cover my basic expenses, though, and I'm happy about that. But 
I think the most interesting events, and probably the one that you'd be dying to hear, is how I was tested for COVID-19. Uh, you see, the whole reason I tested in the first place was because one of the people who, you know, visits my apartment, I won't name him here, uh, he tested positive. He doesn't visit anymore, obviously, so that's pretty good. But I am happy to report that just last week he made a full recovery, so I'm happy about that. And the test itself was very black market. Uh, I drove to the Lake Otis site, and it was very unpleasant and very uncomfortable. They had to stick a Q-tip up my nose while I was in the car. I do admit the technicians who were all wearing masks were polite enough, but it didn't change the shock and discomfort that I, you know, had been feeling because of the test. I had been tested up the nose before, um, because uh, I was tested for strep throat a while ago. But this was, you know, the first time in a long while I've had a test like this one, which, you know, it felt like what I'd imagine a lobotomy would be like. Well, obviously a lobotomy would be much worse, but, you know, you know the mind wanders. And I had to wait nine days for the test results, which, you know, uh, whatever. But... I filled out the adequate paperwork, so that made the whole black market feel, make it feel more legitimate. And it was legitimate. I got the test results back and it all worked out. However, the nine days did not compare, in my mind, to the three hours I had to wait in the parking lot across from the test site, because they massively messed up my paperwork. And they fixed everything, you know, they got all the paperwork in time, but that took three hours for them to process. Three hours! And to make matters worse, you know, I had to drive my roommate to get tested with me, and he forgot his ID. Meaning I was the only one who had to suffer. I was very happy that I got to go back to the test the next day. Not to get tested, but for him to get tested. And I'm never taking that test again. But, you know, he got tested, it's fine. And now he knows how much suffering I felt. Anyway, I didn't really have particularly high fears about testing positive for the virus, you know? I mean, I wasn't sick or sickly and at all. And I thought the chances of me testing positive were pretty abysmal. Like, the chances of me testing positive weren't that high. Something that was very confirmed when the test results came back through a very boring but very important phone call. And I'm glad to report I have tested negative. Cool, huh? But regardless, even though with that whole test in mind, my life is a series of, you know, mundane chores, and I work on my podcast, and I excessively take my temperature. It's a requirement of the house. Like, because of that COVID scare I had, my highest temperature has been 98 degrees. And basically they just test me for a fever because of my apartment. And the routine is very simple, you know. They take my temperature in the morning and then at night. And they use this mouth temperature thing covered in a plastic bag to prevent germs. Because they have to use it on multiple people. So obviously it's a different plastic bag per person. There are multiple people in my apartment, obviously. But, uh, yeah, that's how they test my temperature, and they, they did stop doing that recently because I tested negative, but throughout those whole nine days, they tested me excessively. 
It was crazy. But obviously when I wasn't checking on my health, I was doing my whole podcast work. I have a movie review podcast called Logan Land Rants that anyone listening should check out because I love, you know, shamelessly plugging things like that. But I'm only talking to family members right now through Zoom or text, but they say that they're suffering just as much as me in this situation, and honestly, I think they're lying. They, they could be, you know, telling the truth, but I don't, they don't know how many Stanley Kubrick movies I've watched, or movies I've watched in general. I mean, I've watched everything from 1956's The Killing all the way to 1971's A Clockwork Orange, and I'm in the process of watching 1975's Barry Lyndon, because I am a sadist who delights in comic self-pain. But I've been watching these movies so I can review them on my podcast for sure. But you know, I've also been doing an ambitious video pro- essay project that I bumped back a few months because of this whole virus situation. It's a video essay about, surprise surprise, Stanley Kubrick's entire filmography. Something I do to, you know, take my mind off this whole coronavirus situation. The work, you know, isn't really that interesting. It mostly involves writing reviews of Kubrick films from that I need to see beginning to end and then combining them into their own video essay. Honestly, much more grueling than it sounds. But if nothing else, the virus has made me a little bit more productive because I normally detail cars as a day job. And when that opportunity was ripped away from me, it allowed me to, you know, get more work done. And I don't know how many days I've been quarantined at this point, at least five or six weeks at this point. And I think that's, you know, crazy to happen in recent memory. I didn't think it would ever happen. But I've, you know, had a fair amount of sad and depressing times, even though I'm an introvert. But I am only so introverted, because I obviously kind of miss people now. The whole virus situation made me realize how much I actually like people. That was really surprising. And once all this is over, I cannot wait to get back to Dave and Buster's with my good friends. And now these friends who I now realize are really important to me. I do think this is a super scary and unprecedented time regardless. And I really hope everyone listens to their healthcare professionals and our social distancing. But, you know, scary as it is, I think that, at least for the most part, we might be able to get through it. I wish everyone luck, and also encourage you to find a pastime you're also passionate about. You know, kind of like I do with my podcasts about movies. Also, listen to more podcasts in place, use stories from quarantine, uh, because I love plugging things, and that's all. (laughs) I really hope you enjoy this time as much as you can. Logan out. That was Apne producer Logan Smith. You've been listening to Podcast in Place, youth stories from quarantine from Alaska Teen Media Institute. Our show's theme music was composed by Devin Schreckengost. Stay tuned for more stories from our quarantined youth. You can also find these stories at alaskateenmedia.org, where we have also included resources for youth during quarantine as a part of a partnership with the State of Alaska Division of Behavioral Health.
Many thanks to our supporters of our podcast, including United Way of Anchorage, the National Endowment for the Humanities, and the Rasmussen Foundation through the Arts and Education Fund administered, under contract by the Alaska State Council on the Arts. Thanks also to our listeners who contribute to our programs and help us leverage additional funds and grants. If you'd like to support Youth Voices in Anchorage and help keeping our podcast going, you can donate to our organization by going to alaskateenmedia.org and clicking Donate. Also on our website, you can learn more about what our organization does, listen to past episodes of our podcast, or find out how you too can get involved. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For Alaska Teen Media Institute, I'm Daisy Carter. Thank you for listening. Stay safe out there. We'll get through this together. Oh my god. Can you not be blowing leaves right now? Thank you for just coming right outside my window. Thank you. Okay, I think they're done. I'm Apne Senior Producer Daisy Carter, recording this on my phone, in my room, with a guy blowing his leaves away. I'm here since the Apne Producer Studio has been closed for the time being. Let me do that again. That was sassy.